The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is longing to end her marriage. Mm. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners or people who have Correct. been divorced. So <laughs> Correct. Yeah. No, we don't know what we're doing. Uh, we don't know what we're talking about. We're not trained in this. We are not professionals. So please take our advice as you see fit in your life because it is, it is your life and not ours. We are just here to offer awful offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is Lerv. All right, I'm going to dive into, oh gosh, all right, I'm going to dive into today's <laughs> question. Uh, our letter writer is Bursting Heart, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from Limboville. Here is my pickle. I'm a nearly 40, yikes, a bit beyond your target audience, year old cis woman who has been married to my spouse, she, her, for five and a half years. Well, first of all, our target audience is anyone who will listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's 100% true. We are and not discerning. And I am discerning. closer to 40. 
than to not 40. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, okay. Uh, in blah, 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 blah. We began dating nine years ago after a brief friendship and quickly got on the relationship escalator. In hindsight, I began as anxiously attached and in a lot of pain from a previous breakup and a cross-country move sparked by my loneliness to be home and not because I was actually ready to leave the city I was living in. I had moved to another big city and was searching for someone to ease my pain, not aware of the self-deprecating ways in which I was living. Pretty immediately into our relationship, I had an intuition that the romantic partnership wasn't right for me. However, without the awareness of what I was feeling and with the ingrained habit of suppressing my emotions, not recognizing or communicating my own needs and a longing for a partner, I pressed onward. We moved in after a year of dating and were engaged six months after that. At the three-year mark, we moved out of state to a small, queer-friendly town closer to my family because that's where I wanted to settle down. We bought a house because it was what I wanted. We got married because it was what I wanted, all while my intuition was still suppressed and would come up in months of conflict or self-awareness. Life was mostly good. We're best friends. We enjoy all the same activities, live really well together, and have two amazing cats. Three months ago, I had an awakening that unlocked this suppressed intuition and broke me open. In a shitty turn of events, the impetus for this awakening was me telling a friend and former ex that I was still dealing with feelings of grief for us not having worked out. We had dated briefly before I moved cross country. I told my spouse pretty immediately what I had experienced and that I was confused and uncertain if I wanted to be in this marriage. Since the fall, we've started and ended couples therapy, not for the first time, spent a month in a trial separation, and had really honest conversations. Our relationship is one of deep companionship, but we also trigger each other, have conflicting attachment styles that we're becoming more and more aware of, and there has historically been a lack of vulnerability, honest communication, and emotional and physical intimacy. Basically, so many of my core needs have not been met. The problem is my soul is aching for a chance to be free and live as my authentic self, not in this marriage. I long to acknowledge that we're best friends, but that our marriage isn't working for me and to make the decisions led by my intuition. I just can't do it though. I can't bring myself to leave or to say that it's over. I can't take away all that my partner wants, our marriage, our life together, our home, she most likely would move back to the big city if we're not together, and I can't bear to know that I am responsible for taking away her community, her career, and the life that she knows. I can't put my intuition back in a bottle, though. I can't undo the knowing that I have that there is a love out there that feels whole and good. I am frozen by grief and sorrow for losing our life together and for hurting her so deeply. I've heard so many responses on your podcast that have resonated and applied to my situation, but I need to hear it straight in order to process how to move on with my life. How do I move forward? I have so much gratitude for your show and you both. Thank you for all that you do. All right, Bursting Heart, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this question. The realization that our relationships aren't working in the way that we've been pretending that they work is a really hard one to have. Um, and to feel like you have known this from the beginning and have been suppressing that knowledge 
um, adds this level of, um, I should have known better type of Mm. thing or, you know, like, oh, this is all my fault. If I had said something at the beginning, this would have changed or this wouldn't have been so bad. Um, and that type of, of thinking is really, uh, really normal, but also like can be really hard on us, right? The idea Mm -hmm. that it's all solely your responsibility to solve this problem. And it's also solely your responsibility that you're in this problem at all Mm. puts a lot of pressure on you to do the right thing, to make sure that the other person doesn't get hurt. Um, And I, what I see here is that you are really sort of taking a lot on. Um, and I'm sorry that you feel that that's your responsibility. And I'm sorry that you feel like this is all yours to figure out. Right. And I want to offer you an opportunity to reframe some of that and to find a way to both let yourself off the hook for some of this, as well as to live more intentionally in what you want, what you need, and how to do that in a way that is going to serve yourself and your relationships better. Uh, But before we get into that, we're going to take a short break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't, want, you can just cancel it with a tap. 
You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, friends, welcome back. And thank you so much to Bursting Heart, our letter writer, for trusting us with this question. I think I was most drawn to your question because I think it's a great opportunity for us to review some really foundational and uncomfortable ideas, um, ideas that I struggle with to this day. Um, some of them include uh, it's not dangerous to disappoint people or mm. you are allowed to leave a relationship because you don't want to be in it. That is enough of a reason. I think a lot of these um, like ideas can get conflated um, into it's okay to be an asshole, you know, and especially <laughs> right. if you have an anxious attachment and you are a people pleaser or, or whatever it is, like it's really hard to, tell the forest from the trees sort of things. Like it's hard to, it's hard to give yourself permission to hurt someone like that. The fundamental idea is mm. it is okay to hurt someone. It's really hard to find that truth. And at the same time, not feel like you are a selfish asshole or not <laughs> yeah. be like, you know, I think it's really hard for a lot of people to, to, own what they want and to make definitive decisions because they're torn between this painful negotiation of needs and wants and the idea of selfishness and the idea of um, hurting people being the ultimate sin. You know, I, this is something that's really hard for me. This is something that has kept me in the limbo kept me in the gray area of a relationship for sure. months, years, because mm -hmm. I felt like I couldn't say, I'm sorry, I don't want to be with you because that would be me becoming what the, the greatest thing I feared, which is something that is, you know, something that hurts people, something that disappoints people, something that's undesirable or goes against someone's wishes. Like that was like really challenging these fundamental ideas about me. And I also thought naively that if I stayed in this limbo area, if I stayed in this gray area, I was somehow preventing harm because I wasn't pulling the trigger. Like if I never said to my, you know, significant other at the time, I don't want to be with you, but instead just slowly 
let our relationship die in the gray area (laughs) or waited Mm -hmm. until he says, I can't do this anymore. That somehow in my mind, I thought that was like lessening the harm that I could cause on someone. But let me say it clearly, like, I know this is such a painful experience and it's painful for everyone involved, but you're not preventing any hurt or lessening any hurt by keeping this relationship in the gray area. You probably mm. are just prolonging it to, because the way you're you're writing, and again, I don't know the ins and outs of your relationship, but the way that you're writing makes me feel as though you have decided something about this relationship that it is no longer sustainable for your authentic self. You just don't feel like you have the permission or the right or the ability. Like you literally feel like you cannot leave it. Right. Um, And that's hard. That's a painful, painful place to be in, but it is a place that adds more pain and not prevents it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you are really feeling a lot of this like, And if I do this, here will be the consequences, right? And those consequences are so bad. I could never, ever deal with them, right? Like they're going to move out of my house. Our marriage is going to be over. Mm -hmm. She's going to move back to a different city. She's not going to be in the same place anywhere. She's going to have to give up on the friendships that she's created here, right? And I want to say that like, yeah, for sure. When marriages end, things are pretty disrupted, Right. Mm. Absolutely. Like for sure, people have to move out. Assets have to be divided. Friendships may change, right? People may move. There's a lot of stuff that happens and none of that stuff is inherently life-threatening or dangerous, right? Like none of that stuff is insurmountable in pursuit of you two being in relationship or relationships that serve you better than the one that you're currently in. And And people get divorced all the time, right? Like it is something that people do, Mm. that they survive, that they move through. And so instead of saying, oh, these terrible things would happen and those things could never happen, right? We could never get over it. I want you to instead shift your sort of thinking into radical honesty about this, right? If we get divorced, these things are going to happen. So what are we going to do in the reality of that, right? What choices am I going to make in the reality of the fact that this is going to be really disruptive in my life? What sort of values am I going to hold in order to do this in a way that feels authentic to what I want and treats this person that I love, even if I don't want to be with them well, because sitting in that radical honesty is going to be actually more effective in what your goal is, right? Which is to do this thing with the least amount of harm, Like, that's what I'm hearing from you is that you don't want to cause more harm than you need to. And in order to do that, like, it's actually more effective to sit in the reality of like, okay, this is probably going to happen. So how am I going to respond to it? Rather than saying, no, I'm a good person. I'd never would ever want to hurt someone. Like I would never, I would never want to do that because this relationship is probably going to end whether or not you do it in an intentional way, (laughs) right? Like Mm. it is definitely on that path. You're you're, you have told us that you're not in it anymore. You have tried couples therapy. It's not working. You have taken a trial separation and you're like, this is, this is better, right? Like we are on this path to doing thing to this relationship ending. And the question for you is, do you want to do it in a way that is intentional, that is 
focused on what your goals and values are? Or do you want to do it in a way where you're sort of sitting in this denial, this like idea of I could never do this, I could never make this happen and let it happen to you and to mm. your partner? Mm. Because from what you've told us, that feels inevitable. Maybe it doesn't. I'm not in your relationship. Yeah. Maybe it feels like it could be salvaged. But at this moment, you're like, you're out of it, basically. You are mentally, spiritually, almost physically. You are out of this relationship. So how can you actually extricate yourself in a way that is in alignment with your values rather than just like letting it disintegrate and letting yes. things just go willy, willy nilly? Willy, willy. <laughs> willy, willy. <laughs> That's what you said first. Yeah, anyway, no, I know, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that was so eloquently put, Sam. Thank you for saying that. Um, and I wish I said that to myself in, in years past, like that this is not something, something happening to me. This is something that I ha I can actively take agency over, um, and compassion that it can be compassionate to end things sometimes. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, what's nice versus what's kind, you know, um, it might be nice to like try to sustain this companionship, but it's kinder to end this unsustain unsustainable relationship. But like Sam said, we're not in your relationship. We don't know if it is truly at the end, the way we read that it is. So just in case it's not, I also want to say like this awareness, this intuition that you say that you had, but you didn't listen to, and that it can't go back in the box. Like, it is possible to apply that intuition now in your life, in your current marriage. Like, I'm just, I don't know what that would look like logistically, sure. but, you know, you can always have, a relationship can always um, be reconstructed. I know that it's really hard. I know that there are patterns, habits, history that we need to rewrite but like what would this what would your life look like now if you lived with this new intuition this new understanding and how could it be applied to the current marriage if you want to keep it going it sounds like you don't want to but like i think that we i think we get caught in a harmful thought pattern which is once i pass this threshold once i cross this threshold of growth or healing then I can be a different, better person, right? Once I get out of this relationship, I'm going to be different. Like when I'm single, I'll be able to be my most authentic self because I will not be, you know, belonging to another person. But that's not true necessarily. I know that it sometimes hmm. feels like it metaphorically, but like your intuition belongs into the now, into the current relationship. So how does it show up? Maybe it shows up in such a way in which you're like, I can't ignore it. We can't be together. This is unsalvageable. I'm not interested in repairing this relationship. For um, sure. Yeah. And the idea that like your, this grief that you're experiencing for your ex and how they didn't work out, like can't happen also in relationship with someone else I too, right? Like that. they're yeah. like, they don't have to be mutually exclusive, right? Like you can feel grief about relationships that didn't work and also be committed to your own relationship, right? Like that is also, yes, I'm, I have, <laughs> I am experiencing I experience that. that all the time. <laughs> I, right, I am God. that in walking in a human form right now. I am <laughs> chronically, 
grieving past relationships and past versions of myself while really loving and choosing my current life. And if, if not loving sure. it, right. Because like we can't love our life all the time, if not loving it, choosing it, right. Like I choose to be here and I choose to recognize that just because I have grief and love for a past path that ended that like diverged from my path and no longer walks alongside me doesn't mean I can't like, I can feel all of those things at once, as you said. For sure. The one thing I want to just point out, because like y'all write in for the tough love. And so this <laughs> is, it. you know, this is what you ordered. So let me deliver. I just want, I, I'm reading in between some of the lines here, particularly reading a specific verbatim line, which is yeah. that I know that there is a love out there that makes me feel whole and good. I want to just nod to that and make sure that you are not doing what you have said that you have done in the past, which is move towards comfort to avoid the discomfort of growth. Sure. Because it is 100% possible and normal for us to be like, I'm in the wrong relationship. I should be in another one. I am not one to judge relationship hopping or whatever we want to call it, like going, leaving someone for someone else. I'm not, I don't judge that. I think that's totally valid and happens in the most organic circumstances. And also I know that we tend to romanticize the unknown or the unfulfilled because we're like, Oh my God, it never reached its true potential. It, you know, it's not as you know, it's more exciting than my current everyday normalcy, you know, like you're at the stage in your marriage where your marriage feels pretty unexciting. And now there's this unfulfilled love out there that could have been, would have been, might be. And I'm not saying that your relationship doesn't need to end and that I'm not saying you can't go date this ex or whatever, but this ex is not the reason your relationship ends. And this right. ex is not going to solve your intuition problems. This ex, even, even going to this ex, you know, or, or like following your intuition to your, to, to this ex, I'm not convinced that that is the answer to your intuition problems. Like it is, are we seek comfort. We seek decisions that make us feel affirmed. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering what you would feel like if you decided to end this marriage and you took stock of your life and what it felt like to live alone for a while. Again, sure. I am a total stranger. I don't know the details of your marriage, <laughs> yeah, of this absolutely. other relationship. I don't even know what you, you know, if you've been single for long periods of your life. So like this is 100% speculation, but I have to say it because I think I'm reading between the lines in that, that there, that there's this other, that part of this revelation is like, oh my God, I want to be with this other person. And that's okay. I don't judge you for that at all. I totally understand that. And also there's a reason, there's a reason why people say take breaks in between relationships. Um, take time, you know, talk about like, how about this? How about this? Here we go. <laughs> your intuition isn't always just following your desires to what feels good. Your intuition often is about leaving yourself without the opinions or affirmations of others so that you can better listen to that inner stir. What do you want for yourself 
outside of other people? What do you want for your life outside of companionship, partnership, desire, right? Those things are all so important and are highly valued in my life. So I get it. None of this is anything that I don't understand, but if, if this is truly about this suppressed intuition, then I'm wondering what your intuition can tell you about your relationship with yourself, not to other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that sort of that element of suppressed intuition, um, I totally understand that like there's this feeling of, oh, I should have known I should have listened to myself earlier. Right. And I think that that is definitely like a, a good thing for us to all take account of, right. Where are places where we are suppressing our wants, our needs, our desires in order to like fit into a particular box that, that we have assigned ourselves or that other people have assigned us. But I also want to not use that idea of your intuition is just telling you something as an excuse to not do the, the yes, internal work of, where did this relationship become a place where I was not expressing my needs, my values, or my wants or desires? When, where were the places where my partner didn't reflect well or didn't listen to the places that I, when I expressed myself, right? Because this idea that this, this like very clean story that you have, which is like totally understandable, but also like way too clean for the realities of life is that, right? You knew early on and you just suppressed that instinct. And that's why this relationship is crumbling. But I don't think it's that. I think that for sure there were parts of you that squashed or you squashed parts of you that needed something different. And my guess is, is that you expressed yourself in some ways and your spouse didn't respond well or tried to meet you halfway and you just didn't receive it in the right way, right? Like this whole thing is much more complicated than just, I had an intuition that I suppressed and I want you to be doing the work of examining this relationship in its fullness rather than just like providing yourself this really easy reason. Cause it's going to be hard to argue or to understand more depth if you're in a similar situation. If the only tool you have is I just need to not suppress my intuition, right? Cause that's cool. Like that is one tool for sure. Mm -hmm. And that's an important one. Absolutely. But there's a whole lot of other stuff that, that can happen here that is more encompassing of the complexities and realities of your relationship and how both of you functioned in it. And it's probably going to actually serve you better in extricating yourself from the situation because then it's not just a, Oh, I fucked up and and now I'm ruining this relationship that for without my stupid suppressed intuition would have been amazing and beautiful and wonderful. Yes. Right? It was not functioning in a lot of different ways and probably not just because you didn't listen to that intuition nine months into your relationship, right? Like yes. it is probably because of a whole bunch of different things and being able to articulate those things for yourself and being able to understand those things as you are sort of figuring out how you want to extricate yourself from this situation or from this relationship, like that work is actually going to be much more fulfilling than just this like idea of, I need to pay more attention to the voice that comes up in my head that something's wrong because yes. absolutely our intuitions are beautiful and wonderful and we need to be able to trust them. And as an anxiously attached person, right? the voice in your head is probably telling you some things that may or may not be true, right? Like the yeah. voice in your head, the voice, the voice in, in your head, head right now, <laughs> yeah, the voice in your head right now is telling you that your it is your fault for everything that has happened in this relationship, right? Yeah. 
I don't believe that. And I don't believe that the voice in your head should be telling you that. And I don't want you to believe it because it is going to be much more healthy for you in this breakup and possibly in future relationships for you to have a much more nuanced understanding of what desire, what wants, what needs, what boundaries look like besides just like one neat and tidy thing that, that affirms exactly what you need in that moment. Yes, I totally agree. All right. So we know this is really complicated. Let me just stress again that we're not in your body. We're not in your relationship. We don't know the inner workings of your marriage or your desires or your intuition or your history, but we really do want the best for you. And we want you to feel and move towards what is what feels right for you in this moment. Um, and to do that with a sense of, um, compassion for yourself. Uh, we hope that this helps. Uh, and thank you so much for writing. Absolutely. We love you so much. All right, everyone, that brings us to the blind date segment of our episode. This is when we try and set you up with something that we really like, uh, this week we want to send you home with. All right. So this is a wife blind date. It's a blind date. Not of my wife, wife, but from my wife. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Um, It's called the 10% Happier Podcast with Dan Harris. Um, Dan Harris wrote a book that um, I think Willow Willow reads a lot of like mindfulness books, um, books about uh, Buddhism, mindfulness, meditation, things like that. And Dan Harris, like in the description of the podcast says is a fidgety skeptical journalist who had a panic, panic attack on live national television, um, which led him to something he otherwise would never consider meditation. Um, so he wrote this book, 10% happier. Um, and the way that Willow describes this show is that they interview um, guests for anywhere from, you know, meditation teachers, top scientists to random celebrities, f- anyone from the Dalai Lama to Brene Brown, et cetera, um, scientists on, you know, science-based techniques for mindfulness, productivity. And what Willow said about the show is that the host Dan is like a self-described anxious skeptic. So he is a great host because he <laughs> asks that. a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, he, he can often seem a little skeptical of things, but he's really open and really wants to grow um, like we all do. And that she said that the show is very relatable. The topics are really approachable, like, um, you know, what to do uh, when you feel like an imposter or how to be honest with yourself or I'm scrolling through and looking at um, it, like how to get over rejection, how to practice saying no, how to handle family drama. Um, And uh, I'm actually, I've been looking for a new podcast because I'm sick of my audiobooks. Um, So I'm going to dive into this this weekend. um, But my wife has been really enjoying it. It's called the 10% happier podcast with Dan Harris. I love it. Thank you, Willow. (laughs) thanks babe all right everyone thank you so much for listening if you want more content from us or if you want ad free episodes you can support us on patreon if you support us on patreon for as little as five dollars a month you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to all of our episodes without ads that's patreon.com slash just break up pod you can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise.
Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his music on Spotify. And remember, sometimes our intuition leads us astray. Sometimes our desires and our wounds and our conditioning and our relationships lead us on paths that maybe don't really feel like ourselves in retrospect. That's okay. That's a part of life. It's a part of growing and better understanding yourself. Sometimes your intuition is just becoming better at being compassionate for yourself and the choices that you make. And if all else fails, just break up.